0: Hey guys, it's Adam you Live from the Drunk Gossip Studios here in New York City. Um, it is excuse me, it is 1.30 in the morning. Um, and I have a packed schedule um, later on today and I wanted to get an episode in for you. Um, and just a quick programming note um i'm going to try i'm not going to make a promise but i'm definitely going to try um to do a midweek blind item extravaganza episode um because i keep hearing that you guys really like that and um i was looking over some of my stats and the blind item um, reveal episode is by far the most listened to episode ever so um i'm going to try to give you guys what you want again, I'm not going to make you any promises, um, because I do have a lot of stuff coming up, um, and we'll talk about that later on in the show, um, but for right now, I want to talk about Logan Paul, and it, 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 he's irritating, um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't know what else to say about him, in the... This has nothing to do with not having a production notes. it's just it, i I'm still a little bit confused as to why this dude is famous. um I know he was pulling down almost twenty million dollars a year from his YouTube channel like I, I I know why he's famous. I just don't know why he's famous and I, and I hear all of you rolling your eyes like I'm not making any sense. Knowing what made someone famous, you know, he's a prankster on YouTube. He had a a huge channel um, until the controversy last year killed it. And YouTube pulled um, the monetization of his channel. That part I get. But he's not funny. And I don't know if it's, you know, you have to be of a certain age to enjoy him, or maybe you have to. uh, ...have a certain type of sense of humor. I thought my sense of humor was quite juvenile, actually. I still laugh at Family Guy. I'm the only person on Earth that's still laughing at Family Guy. So, um, That tells you, like... You don't need sophisticated humor to get me to laugh. Um... <laughs> anyway, so he really stepped in it this week. Um, when he was on a podcast and basically the resolution was to do multiple resolutions. Okay, great. I'm all for that. Um January was like losing weight, February was um eating better, and then it was when he got to March that he got into trouble. Because it's male-only March, and he said he's going to go gay for a month. And, much to my surprise, he was condemned by everybody. And basically, the the message was the same. That's not how gay works. You don't just decide one day that you like dick. Trust me, that's not how it happened for me. I knew a long time. Um you know, I, I wasn't always the confident gay man that you hear every week. I used to, you know, really question and I didn't understand it because I was a kid and I wasn't supposed to understand it. And I didn't understand that I wasn't supposed to understand it. Um and you know, I was I was almost ready to jump on the condemnation bandwagon. But, I, I, something told me to hold on a second. And then I do, did what I always do, and I read the comments. And some people actually made a lot of sense. Now, I know uh, I'm going to get a lot of flack for this, and I'm, I'm willing to take it. But what if Logan Paul wasn't being a douchebag for once? What if he was actually opening up and telling us, hey guys, I'm a gay man, or I'm a bi man. You know, some people are, um, some of the people who were quick to condemn him say that that's just not who he is. But let's be honest here. This is not a guy who seems like he knows what he wants. You know, and who are we to say he shouldn't be experimenting? You know, who are we to say that for one month he shouldn't sleep with men if that's what he wants to do? I don't appreciate him trying to act like you can go gay and then go back again. Because that's not how it works and the internet is right. But also, if two dudes want to rub their dicks together... Who are we to say no? I'm going to go and I'll be right back. And I'm back. Um, One of the things that... Um, some people find shocking. Others, not so much. Is I like to write satire. And, um... One of the things that I don't think people realize... Is satire doesn't have to be funny. Um... In recent years, I say recent years, but um, this probably goes back at least two or three decades. Um, It it has been funny. Satire has somehow um, been given the definition of being funny. But technically speaking, it doesn't have to be. Um, I wrote a satirical article for Vocal Media. and It's not very good, so please don't read it. I'm not even going to tell you the title of it. I'm just going to... Basically, um, it was talking about Trump and how he wanted a new storyline. And again, it's not very good. I was trying something... Because I'd written satire before. It had been great. I like, um, during the generation gossip days, I would have satire Saturdays and those articles always did so well. And so I was like, well, you know, maybe I should bring it back and really, really try to oomph this up, you know, and maybe I could land a a new gay rating satire. It didn't, it, it flopped, Whatever. So I was um, reading Thursday was my birthday and we went out celebrating last night. On my way home um, I was reading some articles and I ran across one that I swore to Jesus was satire. Um, I wasn't really paying attention because I was a little bit drunk to the source. And basically what it said was Kanye West was all set to be um, one of the headliners of Coachella. Not really that surprising. Um, despite his spiral, he's still an enormously popular um, rapper. And no matter what you think of him, he is probably a genius. Um, I'm hesitant to use that label because I think it's thrown around too much. Um, but with Kanye I, I almost think that it can be used. Um, but uh, um, just before um, just before he signed the contract, he decided to demand that they build him a dome. A big beautiful dome. I'm not making this up he wanted a big beautiful dome and um the Coachella people were like yeah what you're asking for we're going to have to get rid of a third of our porta potties not going to happen dude sorry and Kanye had just no chill about it he didn't care that it would have taken away a third of the porta potties he wanted his dome And so as I'm reading this, I start thinking, oh my god, this has to be satire, like, you know, because Connie supports Trump, like, okay, like, I get what this person is doing, oh my god, this is hilarious. So, um, so I got home, and I went to sleep, and I woke up, and I was like, the article kind of stuck with me, and I was like, man, like, I really wish I could read satire like this, like, or not read, I wish I could read satire like this like damn like I really wish I had that talent like I really wish I was that good and so um I opened up my browser on my phone and I pulled the article back up and it was from Rolling Stone guys Kanye West really lost it he really pulled out of Coachella because they wouldn't build him a dome This is, like, peak Kanye. This is peak Kanye Trump right here. I don't know how much more it could get. I was like, Jesus, good Lord. (laughs) I'm gonna go and I'll be right back. And I'm back. So I'm really glad I didn't wait to put out the Kelly claps until her official exit from NBC because... It's been really so lackluster. Um, and a couple of people have asked me about this. So I just wanted to address it to the entire audience. Everything in the book is completely true. It's nonfiction. It has to be true. Um, it, is, it is not conjecture. It is not rumor. Um, my sources are well documented. Um, and... The sources I used are not only reliable, um, but they run everything through their attorney before they put it on their websites. Uh, um, so Megan Kelly, I'm not going to rehash everything, but if you don't know already, Megan Kelly joined NBC late um, 2017-ish. And, um, it was just a terrible fit from the beginning. Um, her coworkers were blindsided by her hire. Um, some of them actually lost their jobs. Some of them were, um, demoted. And it was just not a happy time. And she didn't help herself. Those who did try to welcome her were greeted with nastiness and vileness not really so surprising given who Megan Kelly is as a person. Um but her coworkers ended up getting revenge by throwing parties and doing things together because they really are a family there. Um despite everything, despite what you may have heard, those people are really a family. Like you walk through New York and you see it. Um I walk through Rockefeller Center and you see them launching together. You see them talking together. And it's really just adorable. Sickening, but adorable. Um. So anyway, so... On Friday, we learned that she... Um, May Kelly, finalized her deal. She is walking away with the rest of her contract. Guaranteed the $30 million. Um... And she did end up having to sign a, um, non-disclosure, non-disparaging clause. Um, what she didn't have to sign was a no, um, no, no, no no-compete clause. Um, and here's, the reason why probably is she's been off the air since October. Um... So, there's there's plenty of time. There's been plenty of time. Um, the standard is six months. And if we, if we're being honest here... Um, unless she's already been working on a deal to join another network... It's going to take a little bit of time. Now, I'm not saying it's not possible that she's already signed on with another network. It is completely possible. Um... A lot of people are pointing to her joining the Fox streaming service. I don't think that's going to be the case. Um, her ego is too big for that. My guess is she's going to try to land back at Fox uh, Fox News. Fox News keeps saying, no, sorry, we're, we're filled up. And as they're enjoying another year's number one news network, I kind of believe them. Will they possibly bring her back in the hopes of um, even better ratings? Maybe. Um, Rachel Maddow has seen a huge increase, um, and she regularly beats Tucker Carlson now. I think that's... Whoever she's up against, I don't know if it's Tucker or Sean Hannity, because I don't keep track of these people. Um, but she's regularly beating them in the ratings now. Um. So I could see them trying to bring her on to shore that up. Or they might bring her on as a contributor. Um. But honestly, no, I don't see that. And this segment has gone on longer than I anticipated. Oopsies. <laughs> um, anyways. Um. Like, I just hear Will, even though he's sleeping and not here, because obviously he's my producer, um, and he does not sleep in the drunk gossip studios. Um, Anyways, I just hear him yelling, if you had production notes. Um, And you guys are going to meet him very soon, actually. He's going to make a guest appearance. Um, Anyways, there's a lot of talk that NBC set her up to fail. One insider said, in many ways, Megan was set up by Andy Lack to fail. A warm and fuzzy show was never right for her. Once uh, Megan's salary was made public, the knives were out. Other network talent went in demanding a raise equivalent to Megan. And we're not happy to be told no. uh, That's just the way the cookie crumbles. Sometimes you don't make as much as your co-workers. It's shitty, but... Megan was supposed to be the next big thing. And um, I think if her show had done a lot better in the ratings, um, it would have been Matt Lauer. It would have been today with Matt and Megan. Or Matt was going to be forced out. Which he was anyways, but that's a whole different story. I'm going to go and I'll be back. And I am back. So, <clears throat> I talk a lot about my writing here, um, not to be braggy and not always to promote, but just because it's such a big part of my life. Um, and in a lot of ways, it's probably the, one of the most important parts. Um, it's how I make my money. It's how I live. Uh, I run two writing groups. So this is, you know, it's not, at least not intentionally me being braggy, it's me just talking about what I'm passionate about. I love celebrity gossip. I love writing. Um, and to that end, I am currently working on a true crime novel. Uh, this shouldn't be a surprise to anyone who has listened to this podcast for any amount of time. I've talked about within true crime for a while now. Um a lot like erotica, it's just something that I fell into. Um. It wasn't something I was necessarily interested in, but the feedback I kept kept getting was, pop culture doesn't sell. Um, pop culture is not viewed a lot. And, And to be fair, it's not. Um. I, you know, of course there are niches and um I, I applied to work at D Listed. Um and Michael K was just wonderful. Um at the time he had um another person he wanted to go with and I got it. Um and now I am I'm getting ready to launch the vlog, the the blog, and all that stuff. Um, But back to the true crime. There are so many just wonderful stories. And I'm going to start covering a lot of them. Not a lot of them, but a couple of them here. um, Because one of the blogs I do plan on launching this year is called Crime Beat. Um, And... The book I'm covering now is, is, I'm hoping to have it done, um, which it's it's basically there. I just need to do a little bit more editing. Um, I have the cover already designed. Um, I just don't have a marketing campaign yet because I'm a little bit behind the time and I'm only one person. <laughs> um, anyways, um... One of the stories I'm working on is about Celebration, Florida. Um it was long it, the property was bought in the 90s by Disney and it was made to be a Disney utopian society. And so like this whole thing has just been really eye-opening to the extent of How far people will go to defend themselves and to keep secrets. Um, and, and I'm actually having a really good time writing it. Um, it's a little bit frustrating, like I said, because um, I, I have a deadline in mind. I, I have an idea of what I want to publish. And I'm going to Disney in March. So I think that adds an extra layer for me to this whole proceeding. Um, but one of the other projects I'm going to be working on, um, and I'm hoping, this one is a little bit here because I haven't actually started work on it yet, but, you know, we've been doing, um, Drunk Awards segments here, and I want to do, at first I was going to do a Drunk Gossip Companion book about Kevin Hart. In this whole Oscar situation, and so I started thinking about it. I'm like, no, there's not enough material for that, which is vaguely untrue. There is enough um, information where I could do another Megyn Kelly type book. But then I was like, you know, doing the whole drunk awards thing is kind of fun, um, so I think I'm gonna. I, I think I'm gonna do that. I think I'm gonna do an essay book. So Drunk Awards, a drunk gossip companion book, um, will be written sometime in the very near future and published soonish. Um, and I'm gonna follow that up with um, a book about, uh, uh, another essay book about celebrities. Um, I don't quite have the theme yet. I do have one essay in mind. Um, and just for the record, because I've been asked a lot. Yes, I love writing nonfiction. Um, especially opinion and essays and things like that. I'm really, I feel like I'm really good at it. And while I know it doesn't sell, it's fun for me. And that's what counts. Um, but yes, I do still write fiction. Um, yes, I am working on an Erotica book. I'm, I'm also working currently on finishing um, edits. Um, Will, the, our new producer, has graciously agreed to read it for me. So he's beta reading it. Um, and I'm hoping to have that out in time for June. So that is what you have to look forward to from it, yours truly. I'm gonna go and I'll be right back. And I'm back. So this was, this was totally unplanned and we wouldn't have been able to do it if I had had production notes because I would have had to stick to the production notes. I'm building a case for not having production notes even though I know that he's right and I need them. <laughs> So this is a Drunk Awards segment. Um, and yes, it is the last segment of the episode, so yay! <laughs> um, so, you know, we've been talking a lot about Kevin Hart and him hosting the Oscars. Or not hosting the Oscars, as it appears to be. Um, and the last thing that he said about it, um, he went on Good Morning America... Promoting his new movie, The Upside, with Brian Cranston, which opened in number one this weekend. So, congratulations, Kevin and Brian. You guys worked really hard and deserve it. Um, but, hey, so he went on GMA and they were asking him about the Oscars. Now, this is not surprising given that Good Morning America airs on ABC, which also airs the Oscars. Of course, it was going to come up. If it didn't come up, that would be bad reporting. And Kevin Hart said 14 times that he didn't want to talk about it anymore. He was done. He was over it. Um, He shared some of the jokes that he was planning. And, and, and yada, yada, yada. So, you know, things happen. I get it. But Terry Crews, I think put it best i'm gonna read his quote to you right now it's wild because he feels like he's being attacked he is right to feel the way he feels you react you react the way you feel he feels he's being attacked but the truth is he's not the truth is kevin you're not being attacked you have to acknowledge what went on and acknowledge the on the pain of other people that's all every that's all anyone's asking for that's it and then he goes on to say, people do make you feel that way. Then all of a sudden you can get hardened. But the hard part is when you put down the defenses and you say, wait a minute, I'm not listening. Even if you don't agree, you have to respect what the other person is, what another person is feeling is different. And um, me and Mary T, who hopefully will be making an appearance on here soon, um, maybe I can get her to... Uh, do a guest spot when she launches her own podcast. Um, um Mary and I had a, a, a talk about this, and you know that. She and my other friends have really opened my eyes about people of color and, you know, what's what's kind of expected in, in those families and why there's such a, um, I don't want to say distaste, but why it's more difficult for them to accept a member of their family being queer. Um, You know, as a white person, it's not something I've had to deal with. Being gay was bad enough, I can't imagine being a person of color, and I'm not going to pretend to understand that, but I think what Terry Crews is saying here is brilliant. You you stick your feet in the ground, you know you're, you're acting stubborn here. But all anyone's really asking for is to show that you've changed, and you know, I I truly really want to believe that Kevin has learned and that he's you know, supportive and whatnot now. But I don't have any proof of this. Saying I'm not going to apologize to the LGBTQ community does not show change or growth. Saying that you've apologized when all you've said is I've taken it out of my act doesn't really do it either. Um, I, I still believe that Kevin Hart would have been an amazing Oscar host. Um, I think he would have kept it fun and lighthearted and he would have done his damnedest to make the show entertaining. And if anyone out there in Hollywood could do it, it's, it's him. But it also seems like a very good thing that he's not hosting because... At this point, I don't think he's ready for the public scrutiny that comes with having more than a billion people watching you live at the same time. And speaking of live, I am going to go and lie down because I need to be awake and alert and alive tomorrow. (laughs) Um, So thank you all for listening so much. like I said, I'm gonna try come back probably around midweek. <laughs> Let me try this again. I'm gonna try coming back midweek with an episode of all blind items. Um, and I I might change my mind and I might do another regular episode midweek and then blind items leading into the weekend. I don't know. Um, what I do know is i I have to hide from Bill when he hears that I did another episode without production notes um so until next time cheers